sun warms, the snow melts, the mud begins to dry, the cabin feels cramped. Welcome to the Nature of Phenology, where we share the cycles and seasons of the outdoors. I'm your host, Hazel Stark. If you're like me, when a warm, sunny day hits in early April, you're itching to get outside. Okay, so I'm always itching to get outside, but this is such an exciting time of year from a phenology perspective. I make sure to park my phenology journal next to the chair where I drink my morning tea so I don't forget to record every new observation from the day before. While there is always evidence of the changing season out there year-round, even in the depths of winter, these signs really begin to increase in March. This year, around when I saw my first turkey vulture of the year, I had several barred owl sightings, more than my usual sightings of juvenile bald eagles, and then started noticing the common goldeneye ducks on the bay throwing their heads back in their annual mating display. On the first day of spring, I heard my first song sparrow of the year, as if it was just waiting for that even balance of daylight and nighttime hours before serenading the world with its beautiful song. While the habits of birds this time of year make the shift to spring especially obvious, New growth in plants and fungi can be a bit harder to observe unless you're trying. But there is one perennial mushroom quietly adding a new pore layer right now that is worth seeking, the tinder polypore. The tinder polypore has many names, including hoof fungus, amadou, or scientifically speaking, fomes fomentarius. This fungus is a hard, woody mushroom that usually grows on hardwood trees. While its overall color averages somewhere on the gray to brown spectrum, it has a shape and hardness not too dissimilar from a horse hoof. Where you would find gills under the cap of a button mushroom or portobello, you'll find a flat surface of many pores, hence polypore, responsible for dropping spores. These spores typically enter a living tree through a wound in the bark that allows access all the way to the heartwood, which is composed of dead cells that can't fight back. A shallower wound would only provide access to the sapwood, which is composed of living cells that can defend themselves. Later, the fungus may consume sapwood, compromised by another fungus or bacterium. And even once that tree completely dies and falls to the ground, the tinder polypore can continue to consume the dead wood. So, much like an all-you-can-eat buffet that's open 24-7, the tinder polypore is well adapted to establishing itself in the restaurant until the building itself has decomposed back into soil, sometimes living up to 30 years. Tinder polypores are remarkable not only for their decomposition services and hardiness, but also for their utility to humans. Remember Otzi the Iceman, a more than 5,000-year-old human specimen discovered in the Alps years ago? I mentioned him in my birch polypore episode because he was found carrying birch polypores with him, most likely for their medicinal qualities. Well, he was also carrying tinder polypores. While tinder polypores also have medicinal properties, he was most likely carrying them around for, you guessed it, tinder. The fibrous area between the pore surface and the outer hard layer catches and holds a spark or ember easily, giving the fire maker the ability to carry an ember from camp to camp, critical in the time before lighters and matches. This fibrous layer is also still used today to make a fiber called amadou, used for making hats and other accessories. So the next time you have the itch to go outside, you could search for a tinder polypore, quietly growing a new pore surface. And if you really want an advanced scavenger hunt, see if you can find evidence of gravitropism, the ability of this fungus to always grow its new pore layer facing down so the spores fall out. 
This is most common to notice on a tree that had a tinder polypore growing on it for a few years before it fell down and then had the chance to right itself to face down once again. Don't let the birds steal all the spring phenology glory. Fungi have a lot going on too. You can download this episode and find a link to the transcript, photos, information about podcasting, and more by visiting archives.weru.org. Reach out to us with questions or topics for future episodes. We are 274 episodes in and we haven't yet repeated a topic because the wonders of the natural world are endless. Thanks for listening and please join us next week for another dive into the nature of phenology. (laughs) 